0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Say the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Uh, Many of you know that I, I spent a long time working horseback in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. If you don't know what that is, it's the prison system. And I, you know, kind of like you see on TV, I mean, we, we took these uh, felons out and I mean, they did everything from chop weeds to pick cotton to whatever we needed them to do. And, And that was one of those, as far as guard positions go, that was highly sought after. And so one day, you know, I was walking in in my boots and hat and everything and, Another officer said, hey, man, I've got a young horse that kind of having a problem with, would you mind coming over and either showing me uh, by you doing it or telling me what to do of of how I can get this thing to kind of gentle down a little bit? And I was like, sure. Well, another officer overheard. And uh, so he came up to me. He's like, hey, man, I'd really like to be on the field force, but I know I would have a better chance if I was, you know, if I was a cowboy. So I'd like you to teach me how to be a cowboy. And I, you know, I, I, I told him, I said, well, cowboys are uncommon, even though there's a lot of people that walk around in boots and hats. Okay, there, there, there's more to being a cowboy than, than, than just looking the part. It doesn't require any skills or talents to get started. I mean, in, anybody can start. Um, I, I've mentioned this guy several times. He was our wagon boss on the Rocker B Ranch at Big Lake, Texas, and he, he read meters for the electric company. He'd never been on a horse or anything. He ended up getting a job on the Rocker B Ranch because basically he pastored the ranch manager until he gave him a job. And then he put everything into it and became one heck of a cowboy. It doesn't require any skills or talents to get started, but it will take some uncommon skills and talents to get where they wanna be. It's common for folks to wanna to become a cowboy, but unfortunately it's uncommon for most of them to make it. I believe the same thing goes for authentic Christianity. You know, I'm not saying this. The Apostle Paul did in Romans chapter five. I read this verse this week. And I mean, whenever I'm reading the Bible and, you know, I'm just reading along, sometimes you you just read something and there's just something inside kind of like what Ty was talking about that you're just like, wow, that's that's cool. And so whenever I, I don't just keep reading, man, I'll stop and I'll study that and I'll go get a different Bible and look at different translations to get a better idea of what it says. But listen to what Romans chapter five says. 3 through 5 says Paul says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. <laughs> that doesn't seem common, does it? I mean, how many of us like, oh man, it's been a been a hard week. Woohoo! Yeah, that 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 that's not real common. That is uncommon. We can rejoice too when we run into pro- problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope. Of salvation, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Man, that, uh, all of that is, is uncommon. For people to rejoice in their suffering and, and to have endurance to keep going, and then they develop strength of character, and that strength of character develops into a hope, and that hope turns into just realizing just how much God loves us. This passage is filled not with common sense, but with uncommon sense that when applied to our lives through the lens of the working ranch cowboy, shows us a roadmap to becoming an uncommon individual. This is the first of four parts where we will go through this line by line and talk about, you know, everybody says that uh, the thing missing in our society today is common sense. Well, I'm not going to argue with that, but something that's even harder to find is uncommon sense. And the only place we can find uncommon sense is in God's word. So anyway, I told this guy, he he told me, he said, well, you know, I want to be a cowboy, you know, and everything. And I was like, well, do you have any experience? And he said that this is very common, what he said to me. And most of the cowboys in here will kind of grin. He said, oh, yeah, I, I grew up riding a horse and and that, that's real common. And usually what that means is, you know, their granddad had a horse that they rode a couple of times. You know, there's a difference in growing up on the back of a horse and while you were growing up, you rode a few times. Uh, so anyway, I told him, I said, well, that's good. You know, I, I, I try to take people at their word until something says different. And so we went out there and I started kind of having a sneaking suspicion, you know, whenever he tried to run the latigo the wrong way, you know, oh, hang on a second. You know, I, I know it's been a while and, you know, this is confusing, but let, let's run this the other way, kind of tend to stay at the saddle tends to stay on a little better. And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. No problem. No problem. So we got We got his horse saddled and we took off and, and we rode for about five hours that day. And, you know, we went and checked some cattle. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily a trail ride, but it, you know, it's not like we were gathering a 17 section pasture that day. And, you know, we, we didn't, uh, we didn't trailer over to the pasture. We rode off from the house and, you know, we had a long trot about three miles. And, you know, for somebody that doesn't do that a lot, that, that can get a little rough. I'm not talking about, you know, trotting from here to the back door. I'm talking about trotting for three miles. And so he wanted to be a cowboy. So I thought I'd give him the experience. So we took off and went for a long ride-checking on the neighbor's cattle. And, you know, on, on the way, I told him, I said, well, you're, you know, you're probably going to be sore tomorrow. And he's like, oh, no, I'll be fine. I'm mean, a young, young guy. I, I'll be fine. He said, you know, man, I worked in the oil field, manual labor. I had a pick in one hand to dig ditches and a sledgehammer in the other hand. And, you know, I played football, and I was a power lifter, and, you know, I, I was a wrestler in school. I'm in good shape. I'm not going to be sore. He said he could handle riding a horse. And then I saw him the next day. <laughs> I, he didn't know that I was watching him because I was watching him through the windows walking in and he was all hunched over and kind of limping and everything. And then whenever I come around the deal, was like, Hey, how are you doing? He's like, I'm good. I'm good. You know? <laughs> and I, I didn't fault him any. I mean, it, it, it happens. And, uh, so I had warned him that he would suffer For the choice of becoming a cowboy, you use muscles and movements as a cowboy that don't get worked any other way. I mean, my my kids make fun of me because you know I'm not going to say I'm a grizzly bear, and I'm not going to show you, but I've kind of got hairy legs everywhere except the inside. You know, it's it's literally like I go in the shower every day and just shave the inside of my legs. But you know, that's what happens when you ride a lot. You know, you get it wore down. And so, anyway, the way of the cowboy is a life of, seriously, a lot of people don't like to hear this, but the way of the cowboy is a life of learning how to suffer. There's weather, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's cold outside, you know, I can't tell you how many times, I, you know, been out there catching a horse and, and trying to, trying to cinch him up or, or put the saddle on and you can't feel your fingers. And you think this is horrible, but you know, you're fixing to spend all day out in it you know, or or get out there, and, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun to rope in snow. And if you think that's fun, please come out with us this winter. If we have to doctor something, you will change your mind. You know, th- there's really not a lot fun about the cowboy way of life when, when you look at it through the lens of just what you have to go through, whether it's weather, I mean, you know, these old cowboys, whenever you see them, man, you know, they walk funny. They walk funny for a reason because they have just, you know, the human body is not meant to to straddle something and hang on with your legs. And, you know, your back muscles get sore and it's just there's not a lot pleasant about it until you get a lot of experience, you know. And, And one of the other misconceptions about being a cowboy and me and Ty talked about this yesterday on the phone is that you know we we don't meet up every single day and everybody, you know, standing around a campfire dipping Copenhagen and drinking coffee. Man, 90% of the cowboy way of life is all by yourself. It it can get lonely. You know that you know we don't we don't all saddle up like you see on the all the pictures have a bunch of cowboys in them. That happens like 3 or 4 times a year. It, most of the time you're out there you're checking water, you're fixing fence. It's it's all by yourself. And a lot of people can't deal with being alone. A lot of times you have to get the job done, even if you don't have help. I mean it, i I can't tell you how many times and I don't mean to speak for Ty, but but I, I feel safe in, in saying that man, a lot of times you're like, How am I gonna get this done all by myself? You just find a way. You just find a way. It's part of the maturation process, it's part of becoming a cowboy. You know, I've uh, cowboys hate microfiber. My wife has these dish rags that are microfiber. They are basically like Velcro for cowboys' hands. Okay, I pick up her little microfiber uh, dish rag and I'm like, it won't come off. You know, because our hands are always beat up. I mean, I I helped Robert uh, process some yearlings and and got my finger smashed in the head gate, and it's just now, the nail is just now growing back, and that was back in, in like May, you know, there, there's rope burns, you know, <laughs> people say, I want to learn to rope, <laughs> well, can you take blisters, you know, I mean, if you don't have a rope burn every now and then, man, you're probably not doing much, there's broken bones, ties testament to that, you know, And I mean, there's broken bones, there's turned ankles, there's horses flipping over on you, cows mucking you out. I mean, it's great. Everybody should be a cowboy. And it's also learning what you're made of, but you will never know what you're made of without that S word, without suffering. But see, here's the deal. Just because you have suffered in the past, that doesn't mean that you're prepared for the suffering of becoming a cowboy. I I know that football players, they have a different type of suffering. I know that power lifters might have a different type of suffering. I know that people that swing an ax or or manual labor have a different type of suffering, but none of that suffering prepares you just because you've done all of that doesn't mean that you're not gonna suffer whenever you try to ride a horse all day and, and live the cowboy lifestyle. Same goes for Christianity. In Romans 5, 3, we already read it, but it says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. There is not a single person in here watching online, listening on the radio, sitting in in this big room that hasn't suffered, been through a problem, or that hasn't been through a trial. But listen, when the Bible talks about We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. They're not, it's not talking about everyday suffering. It's not talking about that. Common sense says that everyone suffers. I mean, this life life is hard regardless, okay? I mean, we all have problems in relationships. You know, all of us have had somebody that passed away, you know, we've all had job problems at, at some point in our life or, or money problems, or maybe we've suffered because we made poor choices. Some of us have dealt with addictions. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not making light of that type of suffering, but that is just suffering that that is common to everyone. Okay? So a lot of people, when they read this, they think, well, I must be doing something right because I suffer. I have problems. I have trials. That's not what this verse is talking about. It's not talking about normal, everyday suffering. What's it talking about then? It's talking about suffering for the sake of Christ. While normal suffering, while suffering is normal for life, suffering for Christ is uncommon. Suffering is normal in life. Suffering for Christ is not. Suffering, relationship problems, money problems, relationship problems, parent problems, kid problems, friend problems, all of that is common for everybody in the world. That's common. What is uncommon is somebody willing to suffer for Christ, suffering for righteousness. Ty kind of talked about that today. And, And what is righteousness? That's one of those big words that you'll see a lot in the Bible. It just means doing the right thing. And I'm not talking about our what we think is the right thing, that means the right thing according to what God says, not what we want. I know a lot of people that will twist the Bible and say, oh, well, you know, I don't believe that, I believe this, man, th- th- that, that, that's a chicken way out, okay? That's a chicken way out. If you wanna live righteously, you live like the Bible tells you to do, especially the hard parts, not just the parts that are easy for you, okay? Suffering for righteousness. You know, have you ever lost friends or family because of your faith? I have. Ty has. I know a lot of people in here that have come up to me and said, man, you know, I thought this Christian life, you know, I thought that once I became a Christian and I realized how much God loved me and I gave him my life that things would get easier. No, it's not. It's going to get harder. It is going to get harder. I mean, I, unfortunately I had to, you know, with our Long X Ranch Cowboys, uh, it's kind of an online discipleship deal that Uh, We've got a bunch of Long X Ranch Cowboys in here, but I I tell all of them when they first join, I was like, look, man, you think things are hard now? Things will get harder when you do things the right way, when you do things God's way. And inevitably there's all, and I think all of them go through it, you know, later on they disappear. I'm like, Hey man, where'd you go? And he's like, well, things have been hard. I was like, well, didn't I tell you that things would get hard? Well, yeah, but you didn't say they would be this hard. And I was like, did you think I meant an easy hard? I mean, when I say hard, I'm not talking about, you know, just a, a little splinter. I'm talking about being run through sometimes is what it feels like. You ever been punished for standing up for the truth of God's word? I mean, I've, I've had people within my own family, uh, criticize me because of my moral beliefs about certain political situations and affiliations and relations and stuff like that. I don't hate anybody, I love everybody, but that doesn't mean that just because I love them that I'm just gonna say, dude, I love you. You can live however you wanna live. Now they can live however they wanna live, but that doesn't make me wanna agree with it. And I've been attacked. Well, how come you don't just love people? I do love them, but just because I love them doesn't mean that I have to agree with their choices. And if they come and ask me, Y'all, please don't ever ask me a question that you don't wanna know the answer to, okay? I, I'm just warning you. I've had so many people get so mad at me because they come up and ask me a question and really they're not asking a question. They want me to validate their opinion. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna tell you what I believe God's word says and I'm gonna back it up with scripture. Simple as that. I'm not saying that I hate anybody. I'm not saying that, you know, that I don't wanna have anything to do with you. But that, that's, the, that's the way we operate, is according to God's word. You ever lost your reputation for the sake of Christ? When I first started this ministry, I had a guy that, that really, really wanted to attack me. I mean, he tried to ruin this ministry, and he was going online and in the community telling people that I was abusing horses and, and all of this stuff, and I'm not even going to get into it. Some of you might know the story, but you know what I said in response when people... I mean like a lot of people were, hey man, did you hear what so-and-so was saying? Yeah, I know what he's saying. Well, is it true? None of your business. That's not a real good way to defend yourself, is it? But I know that God told me, he said, look, you can try to defend yourself or you can let me defend you, choose. And so I didn't, I didn't respond to anything. My only response is it's none of your business. It's none of your business. I mean, this guy went so far as whenever the... the uh, uh, Black Forest fire that happened years ago, he was going around and getting hay donated and said he was with Save the Cowboy. And then he was taking all the hay to his barn and using it for his own horses. You know what I said to that? You'll have to answer for that, I'm not going to. I mean, I've had my reputation many, many times questioned because I follow Christ. And if you truly follow Christ, man, your reputation's liable to be ruined. You'll get the reputation of a, of a, of a Bible thumper, right? Or a Jesus freak, (laughs) that's me. I'm a Bible thumper, I'm a Jesus freak. I ride for the brand, whatever you wanna call me, I don't care. I care what he thinks, not what other people think. Paul even said one time, if I cared what other people think, I wouldn't care what God thought. That's a paraphrase. You ever been made fun of for choosing Christ? Well, I have been. I, I have literally just been humiliated in front of people. People can be mean, but you gotta stand by your guns. You ever had to make a hard decision? Because you know what's right. And I know some of you are sitting there spinning, you know, your mind's going through there. Have I ever had to make a hard decision? And and we want to say yes, right? But what am I talking about? I mean, sometimes we have to make hard decisions about following Christ because we know it's the right thing to do because it's in God's word. What are some of those things that we have to make hard decisions about? Well, the easiest one is giving. I mean, everybody knows what the Bible says about it, right? And everybody's like, well, I can't afford to. Oh, you mean you would be suffering if you gave? Good. You know, and some people say, well, I just don't believe in tithing. You know, that, that's Old Testament. Great. No problem. God said, give 10%. But if you don't want to give 10%, that's fine. Let's go New Testament. Jesus said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. Take your pick. Okay. You can go Old Testament or New Testament. I don't care. But some of us are going to have some hard decisions to make. And it's not just, that's just the easiest example. Okay. But what about volunteering? What about volunteering? Everything that y'all see here was done by four of us this morning. Everybody says, well, I, how can I get involved to Save the Cowboy? And you know what I usually tell everybody? Come help us set up and clean up. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's still just four of us that come and set up all of this stuff so that y'all can be comfortable every morning. And I know that means you're going to have to get up a little earlier and it's I'm telling you right now, it's not fun setting up all of these chairs. It's not fun hooking up all of those wires. It's not fun at all. You may have to suffer a little bit to do the right things. How about if that's not, if that doesn't hit home, how about loving those that don't love you? Jesus said, man, you don't get credit in heaven for loving those that love you. There's a popular saying that goes around that says, well, I'll treat you like you treat me. You just live like that. You won't get no credit in heaven for that whatsoever. Jesus said, man, it's easy to love people that, that love you back. What you get credit for is loving those that don't love you. That's where the suffering starts. How about being kind instead of nice? Everybody prides themselves on cowboy manners, right? Shake a hand, take your hat off and blah, blah, blah. Man, that that's nice. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. Holding open a door, but you know what? Man, you don't get no credit for that. That, that... You gave nothing. You held a door open, okay? That, that doesn't mean anything. That's nice. You know what the difference in nice and kind is? Nice doesn't cost you anything. Kindness will cost you everything. True kindness. That's what we get credit for. That's where we suffer. How about giving others the benefit of the doubt? Man, all of us are athletes when it comes to jumping to conclusions, right? We're high jumpers. We think that we can look at this little dot of somebody's life and we know everything we, ha- we need to know about them, right? We make all of these assumptions. You know what they say about assuming, right? It's dumb. <laughs> it's, I mean, if you assume you're wrong, I mean, th- that's basically it. If you assume you're wrong, you don't know everything that somebody's going through. That person that cuts you off. People honk at me all the time in Denver. They're friendly. They wave at me. You think I'm joking, I'm not. I got a dually, if it's time to change lanes, I kind of do it like the roundabouts. Put your blinker on, count to three and go. I'm bigger most of the time. But how about give others the benefit of the doubt? And that's tough, that's being kind. When everything inside wants you to react one way and you're like, but you react in love. Man, man, that person just jumped me out. But man, I, I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what she's going through. How about this one? How about forgiveness? Forgiving those that have seriously wronged you. What about that? You know, during that whole time, I told you about that guy and what he did. I'm just telling you the facts. You know how I got through all of that? Was the hardest prayer I ever had to pray. I prayed that God would bless him, that God would grow him financially, emotionally, spiritually. I said, God, I hope you turn him into a shining light. Now, it also says to pray for those that hurt you because that's like heaping burning coals on your head. So there might've been like a little bit of a, of a, uh, you know, but I still prayed for him and and I, and it was hard, but that's what I, I seriously did that whole time. Every time a thought about him would pop up, I'd say, God bless that dude, man, use him in some form or fashion, grow him, bless him financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically grow his relationships, turn him into something mighty. When really what I wanted to say is man, could you smite him? Can we call down hellfire and brimstone? You know, I, I mean, that's really what I wanted, but that's not what the Bible says to do. Just like Jesus said, you don't get credit for love if you only love those that love you back. See, suffering in life that's common. Suffering for Christ is uncommon. You don't get credit just because you're having a hard time. And and I and I I, I don't I don't mean it rude, and I and I don't mean to sound crass or or. Unloving when I say, Todd doesn't get any credit for, for his leg being broken. I mean, I've broken bones. A lot of people in here's broken bones. But what he does get credit for is how he uses that. You know, he said, "I can't wait to get back in the saddle and get back to serving." He'll get credit for that. You don't get credit for just suffering, just for suffering's sake. But you do get credit for suffering, for Christ. My friend walked around the prison like he'd been horseback for five days instead of five hours. A week later, he came up to me with a. He was finally, you know, he was actually vertical now instead of hunched over and everything and chafed. And he came up to me. He goes, "Well, I think I'm about ready." And I was like, "Ready for what?" He said, "I went and did it, man. I'm ready to be a cowboy." I said, "Oh yeah." He said, "Yeah." He said, "I bought me a saddle, and I bought me a two-year-old colt that we can learn together." And I grinned. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, will you come help me put the first ride on? I said, oh, I'll come watch you put the first ride on. I said, it ain't my horse. He said, well, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And I said, my wife put her the first ride on her colt. Can you? He's like, okay. So I helped him put the first ride on his colt. And it wasn't anything that I was expecting from him or that horse. And if you'll come back next week, I'll tell you what happened. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, this life is full of suffering. Those that come to you in order to find relief from suffering are often disappointed. But for those that endure in suffering for your sake will find endurance and something far better than relief of problems. They find strength of character and the thing that they need most. They find you. They find hope. They find eternal life, the only life that is free from suffering. And we finally understand that we can suffer for a little while down here and find eternal peace. Or we delay suffering down here for a life of eternal suffering down there. God, give everybody the strength and endurance to make the right choice and ride for you, especially for the suffering. Make them cowboys for your brand. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.